Welcome to M and Sue Watch Dollhouse podcast, where we are covering the show Dollhouse, where neither of us have watched it. So this will be interesting. I'm Sue. <laughs> I'm Em. <laughs> yeah, this is an intro cast without experts. <laughs> Two newbies. <laughs> Two newbies. And that's yeah. not because we couldn't get an expert. We're just a different kind of show. Yeah, we like to. We like to change things up. We do. We're rebels. <laughs> this is how so, the rest of you do it. We're going to do it different. <laughs> so rebellious. <laughs> we were the underground punk Buffy podcast for a long time. That's true. We even put it in a different, under a different name so you couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> we like to podcast, but we don't like anyone to listen. <laughs> We like to be hard to find. <laughs> so. So, well, I'm just going to put that out, this out there right now, if you didn't know. Okay. We have done this before. This podcast, um, reviewing the first two episodes, and my recording failed entirely, like, Nothing recorded, and Sue's recording only recorded her voice. Yep. So this is take two, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's okay because I had forgotten we had made a podcasting date, and I had watched them just on a whim. I watched them for a first time, knowing in my head I would rewatch them with notes, and I never did that. And then all of a sudden, Sue's like, I'm ready to record. And I'm like, huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know what? I've seen them. Let's just do it anyway. And then the fate said, nope. <laughs> you had a Black Widow experience right before. We should have known it was a battle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. I didn't even know we were recording. So I did it without notes and basically the whole thing was like, oh, I don't remember that scene. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so we figured it's just for the best. But... Yes. No big loss. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> You're not missing much. <laughs> I'm going to sound much more smarter. <laughs> That is not true. <laughs> but I'll sound like I know what's going on. A so, little. <laughs> you'll, you'll remember the scenes. Yes. <laughs> and it was fun to talk about them and then watch them again and be like, oh, yeah, that's what Sue was talking about. <laughs> How did I miss well, that? <laughs> I do vaguely remember that. <laughs> well, good. Well. Should we do a quick... In case this is someone's first time ever hearing us, just a quick who we are. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, we are sisters. We are. Two sisters out of four sisters. Yep. We have three brothers, too. We're a big, big family. Big Utah family. Yeah. And uh, we decided to podcast... When we just we both enjoyed podcasts for years, mm -hmm. and just kind of breezily talked about doing a podcast someday, and 
I watched Sue. I knew Sue had watched the show Bates Motel, and that was when the DVD had just come out of the first season. So, um, I saw it somewhere, and I thought, oh, Sue liked that, and I was in love with the concept of reimagining Psycho, like learning more about Norman as a kid. I thought that was the greatest idea in the world. So I watched that quickly. I watched it over like three days the first season, and I'm like, this is the show we're going to podcast. Yep. So she's like, let's do it. And just less than two weeks later, I bet we did our first one. I think it was days. I think it was like three or four days. We're like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, we got together like very soon after, like the next day for lunch. We're like, let's do lunch and kind of make some notes and plan, make some plans. Yep. We didn't know what we were doing podcasting. Neither of us had ever, ever even guessed it on one or anything. No. I no, did. you, you have McKinley cast. I had McKinley cast. Scratch that. I knew what I was doing, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had podcasted. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about killing. <laughs> um. So I we had what I was thinking is that we didn't know how to like edit them or right. put them in iTunes and all of that. Anyway, so we did Bates, and we since we're sisters and we like to talk and stuff, we decided to do like other things we've been watching, and that was kind of part of our. Bates Motel podcast. Mm -hmm. That was just a natural part of it. Just kind of a back and forth talk about just other stuff that we had been watching recently. And that kind of grew to me being a major Buffy, the Vampire Slayer fan, and Sue had never seen it to where I got Sue to watch the first season. And then we had some uh, listeners that urged us to do a podcast about Buffy and so we decided well let's just call it Sue Watches Buffy and we will just take the journey of watching Buffy with Sue and that's what we did we finished and in the meantime doing the Sue Watches Buffy we started having people say we should do Dollhouse we should do and we did Angel along with Buffy mm -hmm. and so we are now doing Dollhouse, and we've got quite a few requests from there <laughs> when we're done with Dollhouse. <laughs> but it'll just, you know, and our sister-in-law, B came in a lot because she watched it with us. And so we're thinking of a few things. There'll always be at least one person that hasn't seen the show. Yep. And... So this one is going to be kind of officially called M and Sue Watch Buffy because Sue Watches Buffy was Sue hadn't seen it. So now this is M and Sue Watch Dollhouse. M and Sue Watch Dollhouse and we're going to just kind of wing it. Yep. Not spoiling ourselves. We're not looking on IMDb. Nope. I was thinking one of the things we could do is just that maybe we'll write down some questions we have since we don't have an expert. Little things mm -hmm. that when we were watch, doing Sue Watches Buffy, you'd ask me and I would answer them for you because they weren't spoilery. They were just right, right. clarifications and things. So I was thinking any questions that we might have, we'll like officially write them down and then we'll do a little segment at the end and say, all right, guys, <laughs> these are our questions. You can either answer them or say, we can't answer that. 
That's a good idea. As I was watching it, I know I came up with a few. I didn't write them down, so if I don't think of them, then we don't have any questions. But if we just start talking about things and we'll be like, uh, is that going to be important? Or I don't know. Right. We'll just see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. And so we may ask you guys to be our experts and just email us or something and let us know. And then we'll talk about those questions on the next episode if you were able to answer them or if you weren't. And if you weren't, we'll talk about that. Yep. <laughs> and we totally want to remain as spoiler-free as possible. You guys know that. Harold, you know that. Matt, Ray. Yep. That's who I'm guessing will be our <laughs> <laughs> guides. Right. <laughs> so maybe new tips now? Yeah. So... We're excited. This will be interesting. Yeah, we're uh, and it, we're both kind of lukewarm about Elijah Dushku. I mean, we've seen her as Faith. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite. Well, I saw her in Jay and Bob Strike Back. Oh, right. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. But uh, yeah, kind of lukewarm on her. Not Don't hate her, but don't love her. Yeah. So... We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I like Faith far better when she's um, friendly. I don't like Faith when she is trying to be bad. Right. She got on my nerves. But when she's when she's good and on, I don't know, not trying to act bad, I find her enjoyable. Just fine. So we'll see how this goes. Yep. We've heard a lot of just vague things about the show. None of it fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we're, you know. I've never gotten a rave uh, nope. recommendation. Nope. But definitely it's worth watching. Actually, a girl I work with, Tater. Well, Tatiana, but we call her Tater. Tater. <laughs> Tater. Tater Tot. <laughs> okay. Um, she loves this show. Okay, good. Yep, it's one of her favorites. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so there's one that likes it. I want it. it to be good. Yeah, we don't have our expectations up too high. No, they're not. But we don't, we don't want to hate it either, so... We're not going to look for reasons to hate it. We're just going to let it oh. organically happen. <laughs> See what happens. And we just made the decision to do two episodes each podcast. And so we'll watch them two at a time, except since they're 13, we'll do um, the last episode on its own, the finales. Yep. And if you're watching for the first time along with us, write in and let us know. Yeah, let us know Give how us the journey opinion. is going for you. Be a newbie with us. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get started with feedback. I think that's enough about us. <laughs> <laughs> so our first one is from Harold. And he says, Dollhouse is not an easy series to get into. And the most obvious problem is the concept. Our main character is a woman whose body is regularly used. As for high-class prostitution, 
and no matter what initial consent she gave at the beginning, and I'll get back to that, she is not giving consent for what she is doing now. As Adele says in that first scene, what if there are no consequences? My question is consequences for who? The clients, the owners of Dollhouse, or for Caroline? Yeah, I, that seemed really weird question to me. What if there are no consequences? What do you mean by that? How would it, and how would something not have any consequences? Because you don't remember them? I think so. I think that's what they mean. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, there's still consequences. I, guess. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Just because you don't remember doesn't mean it didn't happen. But on the other hand, this time through, I was thinking about this question because if you would have heard our last recording, it hadn't even occurred to me (laughs) (laughs) in my first watch that these girls are being prostituted, basically. That didn't even... Nope. Yeah, I was like... Emily was like, what are you talking about? Really? Oh, (laughs) you're right. They are. And then outrage and... time I thought well she obviously was sat down in that first scene she's explained the concept and what she's doing and what she's signing away now so she seemed to be under duress that it was like this or something else really bad happening which I assume we'll find out but right Taking out duress out of it, if she's knowing what she's doing, even if she doesn't remember it, and giving initial consent, it seems like if she's giving a blanket consent for this, it, it's it's even it's absolutely unfathomable to think about giving consent for something like this. I right. Mean, to me, it's like there's no way, there's no chance. Because I'm not going to remember it. Why in the world would I do that? Right. But if for say I did give consent. And just from my own free will and volition. Then I guess I'm giving consent. Every time I am. I don't know. It's a really weird concept. It is a weird concept. It's. I'm still a little disturbed by it. Very. Because it's, you know. <laughs> I'm extremely disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since it seemed like she was kind of backed into a corner. It did. It did. It was like, like she had no other choice. Her other choice was worse than this choice. Well, yeah. In our first recording, I was like, it seems like her other choice is like a Turkish prison. That's right. <laughs> like, a lot about Turkish prisons. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's going to go do some hard time in a horrible place or do this. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, Turkish prison just. That became the thing. <laughs> that became the thing. Her other choice, mind. we had just decided it was a Turkish prison. <laughs> You know me and my predictions. I'm <laughs> <laughs> never right. 
And luckily, um, we did not watch the next two because we found we learned with Sue watches Buff <laughs> that you find out before you get to go ahead to watch the next episodes if the recording worked or not. Yes. <laughs> but we still so, still haven't watched the next two. Yeah, we caught it in time. Yep. Yeah, we knew within about two minutes of <laughs> ending the last recording that it didn't work. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, Harold says, they try to get around this ickiness by showing Caroline signing a five-year contract, so we know that she isn't a complete victim. Maybe she even had a full understanding of what she was getting herself into, even though it appeared that she was at the end of her rope and wouldn't have done this if she had another alternative. Also, the clients we see in the first two episodes are young, wealthy hotties, as opposed, as opposed to old guy creepy ones. Old, ugly, creepy. Old, ugly, creepy ones. <laughs> she doesn't know that that's not common, though. I know. That's the thing. It's like, there's a lot of old, ugly, creepy, wealthy men. <laughs> yes, there are. Donald Trump. <laughs> um. Also, the storylines de-emphasize the prostitution aspect of it, highlight the actives being used for things like hostage negotiations. Yeah, actives. That's what they call them. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see that it's less guys just having the perfect girl for the weekend and more you know, hostage negotiations. Yeah. That was cool. That was pretty tactic. I like that. I liked I liked that one, yeah. So Yeah, I'd like to see that too. So let's hope it steers away from that more. <laughs> I would think just because it's an icky thought, I would think they do. I don't know. I have no idea what any of the next characters do that she Well, jumps if it's into. if every episode she has you know, sex with a guy that hires him. What does that say about Joss Whedon? <laughs> you know? I, mean, I don't think he's that creepy. No, I don't either. You know, I think he's a father. I think I, I just don't, I just don't see that happening. And that wouldn't be interesting. No, it wouldn't. For anything but a porno or something. Yeah, yeah. So I just don't see that happening. I, I see it like them steering away from it. I don't know. Yeah, I... You know, Joss identifies himself as a feminist and, you know, that's a little up in the air sometimes when you think, you know, you can contest that with some of the other shows I've watched. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, he does have the the blonde girl that usually gets killed in the horror movie become the, the hero. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think for staunch feminists, I think they have a case that some of his stuff isn't as feminist as they'd like it to be. But even if it isn't, it's not going to be the other way where, you know, we're going to be watching a show where this girl um, from no will of her own and getting mind wiped is like the sex slave for rich people. <laughs> However you feel about Joss, I don't think anyone would believe he'd go there. I don't think so. <laughs> 
might as well just call the show Roofied. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, I have to believe that there's going to be some sort of empowerment that Echo does. And I f- see it. Yes. I see the building blocks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She has little moments where she becomes, like, self-aware and stuff. She's so. going to she's gonna kick some dollhouse ass. I, I think so. I have full, full faith in that. Faith. I know. Key. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, supposedly Fox gave Eliza Dushku a green light to have a show, and she brought Joss Whedon into this project. Oh. But they're... Huh? Do you think she came up with the concept and brought Joss Whedon in at that point, or said, Fox is giving me a show, what should we do? I think so. I don't think she came up. I don't know. Maybe it's a collaboration. Um, he says, but there is a lot here that seems familiar from Buffy and Angel. We have already seen Gunn get a lawyer upgrade in Angel in a manner not too dissimilar from how Echo gets her implants. And we have already dealt with memory wipes and implants in sev- several Buffy storylines. Most notably, the insertion of Dawn into everyone's memory and Willow doing memory erasure spells. Yes, and last time we really strongly wanted to add my biggest one is there's a Giles. <laughs> there's a Giles. There's a, there's a man watching over a girl. Yeah, that boy does totally. Totally Giles. the Giles. Yep. What do they call him? Handlers? Is that what? Yeah, I think so. Okay. He says, like you two, I watched this only after having seen the other Whedon shows that I streamed when I streamed it on Netflix a couple of years ago. I will say that the show gets substantially better as we get to the second half of the first season and we get into a more serialized story. I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. And I would think that's got to do with like Echo becoming more and more like... I'm having memories. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, he says, to me, the most interesting scene in the first two episodes was the first one, especially my first time watching this. <laughs> the scene that Emily did not it remember at all. Not mine. <laughs> Emily had absolutely no recollection of it. <laughs> but when I did watch it, there was a line that rang a bell. That's about it. Uh, he says, we meet Caroline and we are given no backstory as to what brought her to this desperate point that she was at when she signed up to be Adele. We also meet Adele DeWitt and it is hard to make out whether she is the villain of the piece or something else. And what about that tea she keeps offering everyone? I know nothing about this tea, but she definitely feels villainy to me. She seems villainy to me. But we'll see, I guess. But I'm going villain. Me too. Pure villain. Um, here's something that I wondered when I first watched this show. What good is a five-year contract if your memory is being wiped? Are you going to trust a dollhouse to honor their contract and restore you after five years? How would you know when your contract is up? We don't even know how long Echo has been an active. All we know is that three months ago, she was already one of their most requested actives. 
Those are all good questions. Very good questions. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. How would you know, like you said, like even know when you're timeless? You'd have to just put all your trust into these people. Yeah, which I think is probably a bad idea. And that T would have worked well with the show Roofied. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe something. Maybe that's why they have guys like Boyd, you know, like these handlers that. Like it's you know, his we, job to watch out for her and make sure that they honor their end of the contract or something. Yeah, but it seemed a little more like they're. Okay, I trust Boyd, and I think he's mm-hmm. going to totally be on Echo's side no matter what. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Giles, how Giles splits from the. Watchers Council. Right. There will be spoilers on Buffy in this show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> FYI. So tread lightly if you don't want Buffy spoilers. Um, I don't know how often we'll reference it, but we seem to quite a bit already. Probably a lot. Everyone does. And we're just, now that I've watched it, we're going to. Right. So if you haven't watched it, Go watch all seven seasons, listen to all the watches, and then come back. <laughs> See you in a couple years. <laughs> you don't necessarily have to watch Sue Watches Buffy before following along with us, but you should watch. You should watch Buffy. Anyway. Um, now I'm totally derailed. Boyd being trustworthy and... Right. He... Even though I I trust him, and I think Echo should trust him, I think from the dollhouse's perspective, he is there to make sure she doesn't come to harm and comes back to them so they can get more money off of her from the next client. Mm. So I don't think it's like protecting her from her contract and stuff. Unless that's in her contract that she's going to have... Some guy that makes sure all that happens. But I got more the... Like bodyguard? Yeah. I got more of the impression that he's there to make sure. Because they watch... Do they watch from a van or something on site? But... And then they contact the dollhouse from the van. So he's kind of there when she's on on a job. Right? Yeah. He's yeah, he seems to be there cuz in both episodes that we've seen the van is there and she gets into it. Yeah, and he kind of talks with Tolfer. But it yeah, but it doesn't seem like they're like watching her like on a screen. It's it's more like they're like monitoring her vital signs or something. Right. But he's kind of there in case something goes wrong. I think it's to protect her more on a yeah, almost an insurance level. Well, yeah. But I, mean, I think I think he will extend beyond that. But I think I think it will too. That is his job. I I'm thinking that she's just tied to this, tied to their word. I don't know. The like the contracts as important to her as it is to them to get her to contract for five years. But yeah, but does she? Yeah, there's know no way she has a contract. <laughs> well, not now. I wouldn't think. Yeah, I don't know. Just he brings up good points. She's yep. uh kind of in their hands. Totally that's, in their hands. That's a great place to be. 
Um, okay. He says, I also want to discuss Topher, but without being spoilery. He is apparently the brains behind the technology, and he is very cocky about it, even though there was a big failure with Alpha. He says in the pilot something like, there's nothing good or bad, but thinking makes it so, which I guess is a way of saying that he is amoral. What are your initial thoughts about him? So I was going to have everybody look up where I knew him from, but Sue worked it out with me that he's the kind of the stoner guy from Cabin in the Woods. And right. I'm like, yay, that's totally it. Yay. You know, how you're watching something and you can't IMDb. And so yep. it was great to figure out where I knew him from because I knew I knew him from something. Um, You know, weirdly, I got a different impression of him my second time. My first time I was like, okay, he's he's like that likable guy. I mean, that actor is likable. Mm-hmm. He was very likable in Cabin in the Woods, and he mm-hmm. was kind of likable in this, but I also got an edge to him that I think he might stay evil. Oh, you think so? I do. I got a different impression. I may change it. My first impression was that, nope, he's going to be like... We kind of came up with he's going to be evil, but then find a way to, like, become the good guy and, like, redeem himself or something. Yeah, so this um, uprising, I imagine, is going to happen. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. So in my little uh, plots of this show... In the uprising, I'm just going to use it as fact, (laughs) I saw him being reluctant at first and then being on the side of the revolt. Right. Um, Part of the revolution, but not so sure now. Hmm. Interesting. I think think the Amy Acker person will be, and I think the Boyd Giles guy (laughs) will be too. We're just going to call him Boyd Giles. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still kind of on the fence because I, I didn't watch him again after we recorded because I'd already watched him twice. Right. But so I'm kind of still in the same mindset that I was in before that I think amoral is where he's at right now. I think he's just really into the sciencey part. I do too, and I think and he he's... just doesn't. He's kind of lost his um, empathy and stuff, right. and he's just really interested in the sciencey part. But I think, I think there's room for him to like turn around, possibly to like get a soul. You mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. It's. I also think he could get more and more um, on the technology side to where he loses his humanity, humanity entirely. Or he could go down that road, yeah, and just... And for whatever reason, the second time, I went more towards that. Yeah. Okay. Um, he says, if I had to pick my favorite of these two, I guess I would pick the second. Because it is a cleaner, simpler story, and I like the bonding that goes on between Echo and Boyd Lincoln. The pilot had to set it up, had to set up its world and get to a story of the week 
not to mention network requested tweaks, but it did have some interesting moments. Like the idea that the positive aspects of the brain implant are intertwined with negative ones like bad eyesight, asthma, and traumatic memories. Hmm. Um, I like that too. I thought that was cool that he could like give her bad eyesight and stuff. Yeah, and he kind of did an explanation on it that it, they needed to balance. Is it to uh, make them seem more real to the guys? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And I still, after watching the two, I think I leaned a little more towards Ghost again. Oh, really? Hmm. For some reason that... Maybe I just liked... I think I liked Eleanor... Eleanor Penn better than... uh, I don't even know her character in the second one. Name. Jenny? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I liked her better than her. And I found that whole thing interesting about the asthma attack and uh, that one of the aspects that made her up had been kidnapped by the guy before. I don't know. That one just mm-hmm. is more mm-hmm. interesting to me. All right. Well. Then the most dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harold says, I also like the little glimpses that we got of Alpha and his attack on, on the dollhouse, where we are told that he somehow kept or assessed multiple or accessed multiple imprints, and we are seeing the Echo maybe doing something similar. Is that why Alpha didn't kill her? And why did he cut up Dr. Saunders' face instead of killing her? So after watching, my guess is that one of the aspects, well, maybe it doesn't, you know what, I don't know, maybe that falls totally apart, because I was thinking in my head, that one of the aspects of her personality, one of his aspects knew one of her aspects, the people, kind of like the um, kidnap victim. But he didn't kill yeah. Echo, who had zero personality. Yeah, and my so maybe ooh 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 maybe one of his aspects knew her before she was Echo. That was my theory when we recorded before oh, was okay. <laughs> maybe maybe Alpha and Echo knew each other before they like maybe that's who she got into trouble with. Mm. And he's getting he got He got dollhouse uh, too. And there was some like residual memory of her or something, and that's what kept him from killing her oh i didn't think of that i just thought because he he got a bundle of little personalities right right and so i was thinking and that's when he did his killing spree and i was thinking just one of those little aspects might have known her that could be it too yeah i bet it's one or the other yeah it I'm going with they knew each other and 
I mean, she had obviously gotten herself into some sort of trouble, and that's why she's there. Well, maybe he's the reason she even knew that was something she could do. You know, I almost, like, got recruited. Right. Yeah. There's There's got to be some sort of something like that. Yeah. Uh, why he didn't kill Dr. Saunders, I don't know. Maybe because she was always nice to him or something. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I don't know. Maybe she recruited both of them, and they knew her outside also. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's how... Maybe they went to college with her or Mm -hmm. something. Because it seems like, you know, in that little video that you see in in one of them, you know, where it's Caroline talking about how she wants to maybe join Doctors Without Borders and stuff. You know, sounds like she was going to, like, medical school or... Something, you know. I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. Um, he says, in my memory, there were a lot more cuts to FBI agent Ballard in the boxing ring than actually appeared. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was just that weird and unnecessary that it stuck in my head as a shortcut in my brain for why the pilot was not successful. I think it might have been better if they just saved him for a later episode. Instead of trying to shoehorn in the idea that there is someone investigating this operation. Yeah, I don't even know what they were getting at with the boxing things. It seems like it was just a metaphor for, like, because they were, like, I don't know, like. Yeah, it was a metaphor. Making fun of them and, you know, beating them down for investigating this dollhouse quote-unquote you know that in their minds doesn't even exist so i don't know it just seems like every time one of them kind of burned him he got like hit in the face by this boxer it's just like (laughs) a little heavy-handed to me (laughs) well this isn't the first heavy-handed metaphor that a joss whedon crew show has dished out (laughs) But, yeah, in my memory, the Herald, there was a lot of boxing. (laughs) (laughs) There was quite a bit. He he ends it with, overall, I'd say that these episodes were a little better for me on rewatch than they were on original viewing. There was a lot that I caught that I don't want to highlight and draw undue attention, so that is good. Unfortunately, the worst episode of the series, as I recall, is in the next batch. Hang in there. (laughs) I think that's great to know that we're, to know it's coming and Mm -hmm. to know that it'll be over with. Yeah. I always liked it when, when we were doing the Sue Watches Buffy and you'd give me my assignment. Because for those who haven't listened to that, Emily would let me watch like sometimes five or six episodes. (laughs) (laughs) And she'd always say there's a couple clunkers, but it gets better <laughs> in season in season four we would do about six at a time sometimes <laughs> so so yeah we power through <laughs> yep power through it gets better so that's good to hear yeah and it's great to know that we can get the worst one over with yes well thanks harold yep thanks harold All right, I'll read Ray. He says, in general, I think the biggest thing that sticks out for me in these episodes is how much money the network put into the show. 
It's very high concept, and that makes it a tough sell to the general public, but I think the show looks great and is shot very well. According to Wikipedia, Fox decided to forego the usual practice of ordering a pilot episode of the series, opting to instead put funds toward the construction of the elaborate set and cultural context of the television series. It is a nice set. Yeah, it was. Um, is Fox the one that aired Firefly? I think so. Because they missed with the pilot also for that. I think they made a big pilot and then they didn't air it first. They like thought it was too long and boring for a pilot, so they aired the second episode first. Oh yeah, that's right. Something like that. So weird history there with Fox and pilots. <laughs> but I don't. I guess I don't know how shows work. So ordering a pilot first seems odd, because you'd have to make up the set anyway. It does. You'd be putting funds towards a construction and set for a television series for a pilot or for just starting the show out. I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. But I guess what he's saying is that they didn't do a pilot and then test it out. Because I know that they do order pilots and then it gets picked up or not and then they'll do the show. But right, right. seems to me they'd have to build a set anyway. Right. So I don't know how that saved them money is my thinking. Um, I think it shows with how great the actual inside of the dollhouse looks. I had also heard that the network really wanted the show to have a lot of action and be big and eye-catching. They also never waste an opportunity to put Elijah Dushku in some sort of sexy outfit or as little amount of clothing as possible. That dress she wore oh my gosh. <laughs> after the bikes and that dancing was like the shortest dress I could possibly wear. <laughs> 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 and call it a dress, not a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I also heard that it was Fox who wanted to try to do a personality of the week along with the mytho mythology, similar to how both Buffy and Angel started out with the monster of the week or case of the week in season one and then moved away from it. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if this personality of the week thing continues. I mean, I'm sure it will, but. Yeah, it seems like that's going to be what most of the show is. Yeah, but it does get more serialized. And they are setting up something to make it serialized for sure. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, Ghost. The problem with this episode is that the majority of it focuses on not very interesting personality of the week. I find the initial 20 minutes or some where we are being introduced to Caroline slash Echo DeWitt Boyd and the rest of the dollhouse to be pretty good. Again, it's a pretty high concept show and they need to introduce the viewer to the concept of the dollhouse itself. I like that they are able to show and explain how everything works in the dollhouse up front. They don't give us a lot of mythology other than just the general concept, but there are obvious hints of things to come, like the mentioning of Alpha. And you can tell that they are really going for a lot of action here with a totally unnecessary motorcycle chase like 10 minutes in. <laughs> Which was not exciting at all, in my opinion. <laughs> nope. 
and a big shootout at the end. As far as pilot episodes go, it's not bad, but it's not great either. I find the concept interesting, think it looks really great, and the dialogue feels very joss to me, even though there isn't a ton of comedy. But I do find it overall intriguing, even if the personality of the week kidnapping story takes up too much time and isn't all that interesting. Yeah, I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was okay. I didn't terribly enjoy either of them. I mean, that much. I'm thinking if I just pick the show up on my own, I'd probably still continue, but, you know, if I wasn't just, if I wasn't watching this for a podcast. Right. I probably would. I did, like, I was relieved that it wasn't just a show about her being someone's girlfriend for a weekend. So I was kind of relieved when the whole hostage negotiating thing kidnap negotiating thing came up. Yeah, it was good to see her as a someone that wasn't just a toy. She was like very right. purposeful and right. a professional and whatever. Yep. The target. I actually find this episode to be a little bit better than the pilot. I think the adventure is more fun and the twist of him being a crazy person and hunting her is genuinely surprising and makes for a very suspenseful episode. I was just totally confused at first time. (laughs) Is this supposed to happen? (laughs) But uh, the scene I didn't remember was the the one where he's negotiating, like, the price of Echo and stuff. I had totally blanked Mm. that scene out. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I really remembered was them in the tent. And like I said, I wasn't thinking of her as like this hired out prostitute thing or sex worker. <laughs> sex worker is politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I had a weird first viewing. <laughs> I turned my brain entirely off. <laughs> um. This time out in the woods with all the mountains and trees. We also get a Boyd origin story that shows the bond that he is developing with Echo. I'm also surprised how big of a jerk Topher is in these first two episodes. They really go out of their way to make him seem so nonchalant about what they are doing there, while Boyd seems to have more reservations. True, and interesting that he doesn't remember Topher is a jerk. So maybe yeah, you're more is, correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe he gets more of a jerk and he remembered liking him better at the beginning. And he's surprised that the jerkiness gotcha. started that, so early. That could be it. So maybe. Um, I'm also... Oh, yeah. I'm also surprised that we already got more info about Alpha and what he did. I thought that they teased it out a little bit longer. But honestly, the thing that... Well, (laughs) when you don't know what's going on, (laughs) they did not give us much information about Alpha. (laughs) 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 I can 
contest. You know, I can contest to that. Um, I thought that they teased... No, sorry. But honestly, the thing that shocked me the most was seeing Echo sleep with that guy and the moral complexities that go with that. I mean, that's flat-out rape, isn't it? Like I was saying at the beginning, if she gave initial consent knowing that that's what was going to happen, then I'm not sure. That's yeah. really, really thin line to walk though. <laughs> it's very fuzzy. <clears throat> and the again, the fact that she seemed to have signed that like without any other options or good options, you know, that or a Turkish prison, then <laughs> Right. It's like it is kind of rapey. It's like consenting under duress, yeah. you know. Does that count? <laughs> uh, I'd say no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... And rape's a hot-button topic. Just to give you guys some... If you're listening to this years later, this is like the week of the... Um... The Stanford... Yeah, the Stanford rapist swimmer guy. <laughs> Brock something? Brock, that's it. Yeah. So, it's kind of... Uh... In our minds and right <laughs> with that recent judgment and sentencing and stuff, it's like, yeah, it's rape. <laughs> <laughs> it's rape. Yeah. Um, overall though, I find I found it hard to get invested in the personality of the week. When it feels like the more interesting story is just below the surface with the dollhouse itself. All the moral questions that go along with taking people, wiping their memories, and implanting new personalities into them. There is just so much to explore there, and not to spoil too much, but we can tell based on the presence of Paul Ballard that his investigation in dollhouse that we will get more into it as the show moves along. Yeah, that's... That's not being spoilery. No, that's totally... Yeah. She's. We decided that he's the Kate. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I think he probably doesn't get dropped for being the most uninteresting, boring character ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, he seems interesting. He's the Kate for more than just being investigating into this. It's. It seems like. I call him the Kate because it seems like people don't believe him that there's this dollhouse situation, but he's like totally into it. Right. And his cop FBI buddies are like, think less of him for kind of believing it and pursuing it. Yeah. Which is kind of what Kate did. Yeah. But I do, I do kind of like that they, have this little subplot that there is someone on the outside that kind of knows about it, you know? Yeah, as uninteresting it was to watch him kind of like strong arm that one guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it will probably be interesting. He's the guy that uh, like Alpha sent something to in the mail to, right? Mm-hmm. In that envelope. Naked. <laughs> Yeah, which again, that's what kind of makes me think 
that he knew her, Caroline. You know, just where did he get all that stuff? Uh, I don't know. Unless he like broke into the office and took her file or something. I don't know. Well, he did slice everybody. There's something we don't know about him. Oh, there's a lot we don't know about him. (laughs) 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 So, well, thanks, Ray. Yeah, thanks, Ray. So, um, in the meantime, since we had to reschedule, we got another feedback, which is nice. Okay, thanks. Yeah, we got feedback from from Newt Chess. Do you want me to read that one? Yep, your turn. Yep. And she says, Echo. Okay, I just for a second, I think she's got the titles wrong. Oh. Or maybe she's only... Maybe she's talking about Echo, the character. And then just about Ghost. Maybe she thinks we're only doing one episode. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't even read this, so... Whatever. Just read it. I haven't either. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it says, um, I remember when this aired, my husband and I watched it because it was a new Joss project. I thought it sounded really stupid, but Joss had proved me wrong on the last project of his that sounded really dumb. Dr. Horrible sing along blog. And that was amazing. I loved it so much. So I had to give this a shot. After watching the first episode, my husband and I dubbed it. Dress me up, Eliza, (laughs) 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 which isn't so bad. It was popcorn and fun, but nothing groundbreak, at least at this point. I like the concept and the intrigue, but how can you have a character development when the character is reset every episode? Not even to mention the questions of free will and consent. Yeah, Yeah, the character development, you know, the person that we see every week consistently has zero personality. She's had her personality sucked out of her. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they develop her, how much she gets developed. Mm -hmm. Um, She says, Ghost, this episode was okay, if I recall. It was showing that the program of the dollhouse was more than just fun and that you can't program in perfection. I like the twist that the personality they chose used real elements of someone's life and that it overlapped with the current kidnappers. It shows that there are real flaws in the seemingly perfect scheme. There's always flaws. Yeah. Um, husband and I still weren't hooked then. I think that came around episode six. Hmm. <laughs> It is. It's, there's something magical that must happen halfway through. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yep. Um, she says, on a side note, I am still getting through Buffy and now your Angel episodes. I started listening to the first one with Bob DeGrand today. I didn't read the episode notes, so I didn't realize till I heard his voice. It was great hearing him again and talking about things he loved, Buffy, and even talking about starting the Prisoner podcast. I miss him, but one cool thing about podcasters is that we live on forever in MP3 form. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, New Chess. Did we have Bob on twice or just once? Um, I think we had him on twice. I do too. Maybe just once, actually. 
I don't know. I I guessed it on a few of his stuff, and I had him on McKinley Castle. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of McKinley Castle. Maybe. Yeah, because I think it was just once. So. Well, cool. It's. The show can't be that bad if people who have already seen it are watching it again. Right. <laughs> so. And I, we should have been more clear, Nutty, that we are doing two podcasts at a, two episodes at a time. Um, yes. That's another way. It's one of our um, rebel things we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So if you have any comments about um, Target, the Target, you can send it. If you send feedback in for our next podcast, you can. Tell us what you think of that. Right. So. I'm glad we have you aboard. Yep. And for anyone new to the way M and I podcast, this is how we roll. We do the feedback first and then we talk about the episodes. Yep. We like to keep the feedback um, relevant. <laughs> yep. By going over it first so we don't just say, yeah, we talked about all that. Yep. We like to have a... <clears throat> Just an organic discussion in general about the show with with our viewers through their feedback. And then we, well, on Bates at least, we go through it scene by scene. But with this, with Buffy and stuff, we don't. We just kind of start discussing it through our notes. Yep, just random notes. So, all right. Well, thanks for the feedback, everyone. Indeed. So, shall we move on to ghost yep and we can't rank these because there's apparently no official ranking is that correct i don't know with sue watches buffy we'd um talk about where they fall in the every episode ever and so harold had the idea that we maybe adopt the way dust do it does it where they just make their own as they go sounds good to me so that's what we're going to do, we're going to try and agree and <laughs> just rank them ourselves as we go. So, like, these will be Eps 1 and 2, and then we'll rank them best and worst. And then as the next two come along, if you don't listen to Dusted, we will fit them where we want it, either in between these or higher, you know, to where when we're done with the whole series... We should have our own ranking of our favorite to our worst. Right. I like it. So we'll see how that goes. Well, I see a spreadsheet coming. <laughs> you just scream spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So ghost. My first note is, so is she avoiding a jail sentence? <laughs> Mine was, what did she do? <laughs> I know. I, I really, really want to know what she I'm did. I'm so curious. And I'm guessing it's going to turn out to be super important. Yes. And it'll be a big factor. Yep. Someday. <laughs> Someday in the next uh, 24 episodes. I'm I'm guessing we find out sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's what happens in episode six. Yep. I was just thinking that too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, 
my next note is flashback. This was the motorcycles. I thought we were seeing a flashback. <laughs> oh, I said this motorcycle scene is exactly what I would expect from an Elijah Dushku show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, so he shows up to his birthday party racing a hot chick on motorcycles. What a douche. <clears throat> totally douchey. Totally. But not only that, knowing that he hired a fake girl yes. for his birthday seems really sad. And then on top of that, <laughs> he doesn't pay for her to be past five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently they've had a couple days. First off, you're having a party at five that started at what four? Yeah, and then you don't pay for her to be because he, you know, he's like, it's mid, it's midnight. Her carriage is gonna turn into a pumpkin, and the guy's like, it's five o'clock, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get the idea that they would spend like two or three days together. Yeah, but why in the middle of your birthday party, the culmination of it all? I don't know. <laughs> Which weirdly starts in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> you have her, know. you don't pay for her to be there until, <laughs> through the whole party? or He's the kind of guy that throws his own birthday party and has to make <laughs> some sort of douchey grand entrance to it. Yes. Where you drive the motorcycles <laughs> into the entrance of the party. Yes. Into the building. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> he obviously thinks a lot of himself. He does. Yeah, you have a good point. He had but it's a little cheap. <laughs> uh, that's my next note. I, I think he can afford a better necklace than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that little heart. It looked like something you'd order out of the Avon catalog. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, hey, she's not going to remember it, and she's a... Uh, That's true. She's a hired personality. So, in relation to these perfect women things, um, so apparently they take little wisps of many different facets. I imagine these guys, in the process of hiring out this doll, mm -hmm. for lack of a better word, Dollhouse and act okay. There is a better word. <laughs> <laughs> they hire these actives by fill, maybe filling out some questionnaire about exactly what they want. And since there's like right no exact, they just take all the little things they said from some mysterious database of women. Yep. And program it into her to make the perfect person for what he ordered. Yes, that's got to be exactly what it is. There's some questionnaire that they fill out. I'm and then really they... sketchy about the <laughs> real people and where do they get these? How do they download these aspects of personality? I don't Yeah. That was my biggest question at the end of our podcast when we recorded this before. Right. That's the thing I'm most curious about at this point is where are they getting this implant stuff? And there was a weird conversation. I mean, I guess 
I could save it for when we get to it, but I'm not going to. Um, this isn't Bates. <laughs> not that we ever <laughs> saved it anyway when we did. Nope. <laughs> Um, so when it comes to the girl that was kidnapped, Mm -hmm. she, so Topher was like, it sounded like later on they found out, oh, and we found out that now she's dead. She committed suicide. Right. So that's a weird you know, we were we talked in our first podcast <laughs> that is lost. In the lost podcast, we talked about um did these do you take these memories from live people or ones that had passed away? Do you Right. So obviously they don't because it sounds like they just found out after the fact it's just a interesting tidbit of information that this girl later on killed herself. Okay, so they had the memory. They had, like, her information first, and then she killed herself. Yeah. Yeah, this okay. Is, I mean, this is sci-fi technology. Right. I just want to know how they... How do they get have donations? have a huge database of these girls' donation things. Right. And where do they get them? Why, Why do people sign up for that? <laughs> <laughs> Could be like one of those um, medical, you know, make twenty bucks right. by donating your sperm or something. Right. <laughs> Let us. What are those? Probe your brain. <laughs> yeah, medical experiments or whatever. Yeah. Could be one of those things. Could be. That they just paid out a lot of money to just. And they couldn't have told them what they were doing because this is a very secret, top secret thing. Illegal right. and yeah, and I'm really hoping we find out the answer. Yeah, me too. And that it's not just something they want us to just shush. Yeah, you know, because it could be a shusher. It could be. It could easily be a shusher. Yep. Um. My next note is, is that the stoner guy from Cabin in the Woods? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, yes. (laughs) He was a very likable personality in that. And he kind of had that vibe a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Oh, he's the best in Cabin in the Woods. I love him. Yeah, I really liked him. Probably my favorite character in that movie. Oh, it's been years since I've seen that. I watched it around Halloween. I have the Blu-ray. Oh, fun. Yep. I think it's on Netflix. Or it was at one point. Yeah, and so then I have... So that guy hired her to be his date for a few days, and then they erase her memory? Is that what this show's about? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently so. It was weird. (laughs) Yeah. Then I wrote, I'm not sure I like the opening sequence. Oh, yeah. I remember my first impression that she wears a lot of 
thigh high tights. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a baby doll look, so that's true. That's that makes true. sense to me. To yeah, I don't know how much the dollhouse uh, connotations is going to be something they aim for, but to me, it it does. The opening sequence speaks to that. Just that whole look, even subtly, makes her look like a doll. Yeah. What's that movie that came out a few Punch? Sucker Punch? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of like this show? I didn't see it. I don't think I could handle it. it I never I never saw it either. It sounds awful. <laughs> Someone that's seen it, tell me if it's uh, like this show. I I think the only knowledge I have of it is I think they did a How Did This Get Made episode about it. So it can't be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I the most I know about it is that um there was a really awful and sorry for whoever this offense <laughs> such an awful Pixies cover of uh Where is my mind? Oh really? <laughs> it was it's one of those a girl, a guitar and a bad accent. Ooh. <laughs> Gotcha. And I know it's from the movie because I heard it and I was like, what is this? This is the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Sacrilege. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most. But I do know it's something like this. I swear it is. I don't remember much. The only thing I remember from the How Did This Get Made episode is that they kept saying that dancing means raping. <laughs> and that just made me laugh, like, every time. Like it was a metaphor? Or yeah. that rape yes. happened? I think rape actually happened, but something about there would be dance scenes or so, I don't know. I just I remember that would just always make me giggle. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I have guest starring Amy Acker. What happened to her face? <laughs> you saw that in the credits, and then it, did it show her face weird in the credits? Well, it said guest starring Amy Acker, and then soon after is when she's introduced. Oh, okay. She's got... It's happened to be your next note. Yep. Yeah, that was really confusing how they did that. Um, mm-hmm. Showing a flashback just in the beginning of the second episode, and we... We spent a lot of time on our first on our last recording about what the bip was going on with those cuts and like <laughs> when they happened. But I think since talking it out and then rewatching, I think it's pretty squared away. But just FYI, it was confusing. It was. Like, it was confusing. just wasn't clear enough that that was a flashback. Yeah. To your first time. Casual viewer. My next note is uh, pretty far into the episode, so you oh. go ahead. <laughs> um, my next one is, why is this FBI agent having boxing flashbacks? He looks familiar. Who is he? Harold, will you IMDb him for me? <laughs> <laughs> and then I have so much boxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know him. He... 
the one douche guy that w- seems like one of the bosses. He's always talking to the um, to the tea lady, I guess is her name for her right now. <laughs> Adele, I think. Adele. Mm-hmm. He's always talking to her, and he was pretty douchey to Echo at the end of the second. Oh episode. yeah, he. I don't like him. No, he's obviously going to be like main villain stuff. Yep. Yep. But he's very familiar to me, and I don't. I need him looked up, please. Yep. He's familiar to me, but not. It's not like intriguing to me for some reason. This Paul Ballard. It's like, who is that actor? I know him. Like. Like, I've seen him in something I really liked or something. The other guy just looks like, oh, just one of those actors that you just see. <laughs> He's. We're going to look on us. Well, we aren't, but someone is, and it's going to be all CSIs and stuff <laughs> and Law and Orders. Exactly, which I don't watch. I so don't watch those either. So I wouldn't I see him. He you know. must come from a Josh show, I'm guessing. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. Then my next note is, so is this guy her watcher? <laughs> so, yep. That must be <laughs> Boyd. <laughs> I like how Boyd calls out the glasses. Like, this is during the nearsighted scene. scene. Mm-hmm. I like how he calls it out because that's just such a cliche. It's like, put glasses on her and all of a sudden she's a smart professional. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he totally. Abundance and glasses. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Instant 60 IQ points. <laughs> yep. So then I have, okay, so they're not just programming to just be dates. I'm glad about that. This could be interesting. Yeah. I liked, I really, I was really happy to see her being a professional that knew what she was doing and was confident and yep. was good at it till she had a flashback asthma attack, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, my next one's kind of far into it. I just have this guy's an idiot. They told him not to talk to her like that. So that's the father of the kidnapped girl. Yeah, he gets like, I don't know, cold feet, I guess. When she like hangs up on the guy and then she's... So he just kind of... Well, the guy in the next episode talks to her like that too. Yeah, I guess they just can't help themselves. Yeah. Once they get stressed or annoyed or something. Well, it's like, you know, if your little 10-year-old daughter is kidnapped, maybe follow the rules and not mess this up. (laughs) True, but also, yes, high-stress situation to where maybe your best face is not going to be forward. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah, and then she kind of started having, like, it worked on her, you know, him bringing up. I can't remember exactly what he was saying to her, but that's when she kind of started having flashes of things. And I was like, ooh, so is she going to be like a rogue doll? At this time, I didn't realize they were called actives. I was calling them dolls and dollhouses. Oh, that makes sense. But I still in my head. Sorry, I may have to be prompted to call them actives. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get used to it, I bet. Yeah. 
So, yeah, a little interesting that one of the snippets of her personality, uh, and a little, uh, shushy. <laughs> got it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot so shushy to me. I mean, because that's, I'm like, are they trying to say that the implanted memories they gave her are of someone who was kidnapped by the same guy? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. That's asking a lot of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't find it as charming as the rest of you. <laughs> I find it just, yeah, highly improbable. <laughs> I wonder how many aspects of personality go into uh, Eleanor Penn. Is it like a hundred or is it like four? Or is it just the one and then maybe someone with bad eyesight you know yeah i don't know because if it's a hundred a little more believable but it was it seemed to be the ass because it seems like it probably is less more like the three or four than a hundred it would have to be because you would have there would have to be like a main yeah, and the main and the main one is one. is the kidnap negotiator. Because it, it, what I what I gathered was that she had been kidnapped, so she, you know, Same. some peop, some victims go on to become um, victim advocates. Yeah, yeah, counselors and things for victims. Right. right. And that totally makes sense. So it sounds like that's kind of what happened to her: is that she got. Right. Kidnapped as a kid for three months or something, got away, and decided to be a hostage negotiator. Right. Was that basically what she was? Yeah, like some sort of negotiator. So, here's a question. Maybe this will be our first question. Do these personalities, they don't... Uh, they're kind of like Dawn, aren't they? Where they have full memories. Uh-huh. So they feel like they're just a normal human being. Yes. Okay. That's what I gather. Because, like, in the Target, she talks about growing up with four brothers. Right. right. So you know, she's got memories of having siblings and stuff. So, okay. So, yeah, I think it's a lot similar to, like, Dawn, where... They just implanted like a whole lifetime of memories. Right. Retroactive memories to where they just accept that. Right. This is where they're at. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm guessing like say with Eleanor Penn, she's implanted with the main implant, which would be the real woman that got kidnapped and became a negotiator and then someone with bad eyesight and then someone with asthma. Yeah. Okay. So like three. Well, the eyesight asthma could be the same person. I guess so. I'd like to point out how close Eleanor Penn is to Eleanor Pants. Just <laughs> 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 my daughter's nickname. <laughs> Emily's daughter's named Eleanor, and we call her Eleanor Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> but it has turned into Ponce de Leon. 
<laughs> in case you were curious. <laughs> now she's just Ponce. <laughs> Sometimes it's just Ponce. Sometimes or the Ponce. Just Ponce Day. <laughs> Ponce Day. Or P-Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the etymology of a nickname. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's fascinating. <laughs> but it all came from Eleanor Pence, and so that makes me laugh, Eleanor Pence. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, so, okay, and this is a scene I had a lot of questions for you, and you were like, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Ask them to me again. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so they're at the docks. Okay. The guys take the little girl on their boat. Mm hmm. Eleanor Pants has, <laughs> has the asthma attack and stuff. And then, like, she wants to go back and get her treatment. Like, what? How does she know about this treatment? And what does she think it's going to do? Yeah, I totally remember. But absolutely flummoxed i have no idea <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me that because from what i gather from all the other experiences of treatment you get mind wiped back right. to echo who knows that's, nothing right that's the treatment it seems like so a how does she know it's coming unless and i think i mentioned this last time is it some sort of like timer in her that they implant in her like you're gonna be this person for you know 48 hours there's definitely a timer because if she wanted that other drink or one more dance he went to get drinks okay this is her first the beginning of the episode right the birthday party he went to go get some drinks and she, he knew you could tell that he knew exactly that the time was up right and she's like well, you're at least giving me one more dance. And he's like, uh, yeah, so you think, you know. And then he goes, <laughs> and then she just, like, gets this weird look on her face and walks outside, and he's like, yep. Yeah. Bye-bye, dream girl. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> and it's done. Right. And she goes back. She She has a timer, and she knows. And then she gets in, and she starts talking about how he she met the perfect guy and how it's going to be great and they just kind of play along with her right so there's like this weird um maybe you could call it a transition period Mm-hmm. okay so maybe she was in the trend but why would it doesn't make any sense that they would make the timer now during a hostage negotiation well i think I think they figured she would have the girl back by now. I think the negotiation not going as expected where they give it, the guys the money and they give them the girl, I think they timed it wrong. I think them leaving with the girl on the boat was unexpected. Yeah, but there was only a wiggle room of a couple I know. minutes. It seemed I know. like that That's, would be really stupid to cut it that close. To, yeah, it it does. And Unless it, they don't have control over it. Maybe the technology just is over. Say it is 48 hours. Um, it is just 
that's it. That's how long it, they can't make it last any longer. Yeah, I mean, our, the only possibility I can think of is that she had some sort of self-awareness. Because she does have little weird flashes. Right. The only thing I can come up with is that she had some sort of... But what would the treatment do? Why would that make her... I don't know. That's no. what I don't get. Why did she want the treatment? What did she think it's going to do? It just... That just confused me, and it still kind of does. So, people that know, if these are things you can answer for us, we would appreciate it. Yeah. Because I have no idea. That's doesn't make any sense. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I have. Maybe they should look at people before implanting their memories and not pick someone who has now killed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because, I mean... I don't know. It could have happened. It seemed I got the impression that she killed herself after they had gotten the memory. So they okay. just didn't follow through with her. Gotcha. They've got to have, to me, they've got to have hundreds and hundreds of these little things to draw upon for the. Right. Right. They've got to be able and to. I, they've got at least one boy, and I guess Alpha was another one. Do they have more than one currently? Male. Seems like I saw one, maybe two. One for sure. They've got to have a bunch of those, too. Well, and that's what we talked about before. Like, so. <laughs> right. If, <laughs> is there, like, homosexual? You know, is this a. Do the boys. I guess I. Is that sexism? I don't even think about girls hiring girls and if they had given that kind of consent, but. True. When it comes to male prostitutes, I think of it generally men hiring male prostitutes. But I know right. women do too. But right. But yeah, I mean, is that this, seems more gigoloish? <laughs> is this like so the the male actives did they consent to? In case there was like a gay guy that wanted to hire him, I don't know. It just seems so ethically wrong to like <laughs> make people do something that they might not want to do. <laughs> I can't imagine in their that real the life. Contract is very wordy like that. <laughs> if this situation arises, you give consent for this. I think it's just pure. You're giving consent for whatever's going to happen. I mean, this you right. belong to us, right? So, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I just, maybe it's just unethical. weird, but male sex workers, I bet. I don't know. I just seem like in real life, it's a high percentage of it is from male clients. Right. I think so. I don't think that's being sexist or. It just, I think it's the facts. I think it's the facts. <laughs> Yep. And then, yeah, my last note is just, who's this naked guy watching video of her with dead bodies around him? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't again. I didn't notice that there were dead bodies. I didn't get that. Oh, yeah. I think there's at least a couple of them. <clears throat> Weird. I think we determined that he had broken in somewhere to use their 
we don't know if it's someone he knew that knew they had that tape or if he just needed a TV and VCR. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we determined was <laughs> he broke into someone's house and killed him and then watched their TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Did you have any more notes on that one? Uh-uh. So we had some discussion on if we'd go more scene by scene or just noty like we do with Buffy, and it looks like it feels more right to just go through our notes. <laughs> so we're not going to recap much. Mm-mm. We leave the recapping to Bates Motel. Yeah, Thank no. Thank you for sending us the stuff, though, Harold. It helped me last. I used them a lot <laughs> when I wasn't as familiar with the episodes, trying to scan through them and um, remember what was happening. <laughs> So feel free to send them again, but we may not. They're pretty long. It would take us forever. But it is. Yeah. It would be a lot more like we do Bates. Yeah. I mean, if we do a recap, I would like to just find like a one paragraph that just kind of brief synopsis. Like yeah. this is the one where she goes out in the woods and the guy hunts her down. You know. We tried to do with Buffy, but I could never remember to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, should we move on to the target? I'm ready. What's your first note? Well, my first note, and I don't even know where this is, but someone said something that led it meant led me to believe that the clients can forget the dollhouse encounter. Oh. Crawley said it. I know his name isn't Crawley, <laughs> but he is in my notes. What's his real name? Um, oh, I totally knew it last time we recorded. That's right. That was like the one thing you knew. <laughs> Wait, but isn't Crawley the, one of the FBI guys that's making fun of Paul Ballard? Is he? I I got I him was. when they go to the uh, ki- during the kidnapper scene. Right. The kidnapping stuff comes back. It makes sense that he was an FBI agent. Yeah. Wait, but he no, because he had real knowledge of the dollhouse, and it seems like the agent is it Agent Ballard. Uh huh. It seemed like Agent Ballard is the only one that has any real knowledge of dollhouse, so he must be someone else. Oh, I thought they were like detectives or FBI agents, like trying to figure out how the little girl got rescued. Doesn't Ballard say like there had to have been someone else that got her out? Mark Shepard. <laughs> That's his name. We're talking about Mark Shepard. If you don't watch Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were giving him crap about the. Hmm. All I wrote down is that he knew that the clients that hire the dollhouse girls, the actives, they can forget that encounter too. Well, I guess that would make sense. Why in the world if... would they do it and pay for it then? 
if they're going to get mind wiped also. And it sounded like they could, like it was an option. Huh. I never picked up on that. I mean, it would make, you know, I could see like the father of the kidnapped girl opting to just get that all erased out of his head. I don't know. It it makes sense that they would want to erase it from the clients too, because they seem to. This is very secretive and very illegal. Yeah, but wouldn't repeat customers be a big thing for them? Yeah. Huh. I'll have to watch that scene again because I did not pick up on that at all. I just thought he was another of the FBI agents making fun of Ballard for thinking that Dollhouse even existed. Okay, well, it's far down on... I just found it in the thing. Hmm. <laughs> says, Agent Paul Ballard enters the kidnapper's house from the Cristejo case. The on-site detectives are not happy to see him but explain their hypothesis of what happened to him anyways. They think that there must have been a fifth man who blew the door and took the money. Ballard points out that a partner of the kidnappers wouldn't need to blow the door out to get into the house. Ballard explains he talked to Cristejo's daughter and she said that the pretty lady came and got her. The detectives are losing patience with Ballard. He finds a pair of glasses on the floor before they kick him out in frustration. Probably because he clear he's clearly a better detective. Okay, so... Hmm. I don't know what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Because, <laughs> yeah, that was my memory of it, that they were like, oh, this guy showed up, this guy with his crazy theories, you know, the fox molder of the <laughs> right. dollhouse, you know. Well, maybe maybe they were just making that up then. I don't know. We need, that's one of our questions. <laughs> <laughs> What the bip? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of our what the bips. <laughs> that I think people could answer for us. Yeah. Okay. Did Crawley, a.k.a. one of the detectives, a.k.a. Um, Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard. <laughs> did, does he have knowledge of the dollhouse? Like, is what he's saying true, or was he just, like, being fanciful, making fun of Agent Ballard? Which I think, because I was going to ask you earlier, are you sure he wasn't being sarcastic? <laughs> I'm not sure now. I'm not sure of anything. <laughs> <laughs> but lots of stuff happened before that scene. I didn't just didn't take notes on them. <laughs> okay. Well, I've got a few. So my first is, so there are guy dollhouses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, actives. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably where we got into the... Male prostitute. The male right? <laughs> sex <laughs> worker. Yep. <laughs> um, I have, so Alpha went crazy and killed a bunch of them. What does composite mean in this world? Anyone? <laughs> does it mean aware? Because <laughs> they say he went composite. And I'm like... Which is what? super weird because they are composites when they are... Right. Is that what they mean? He would well, yeah, cause it it without having stuff downloaded in because that seems like a good term for what they become when they get hired out and they get stuff in their brains because it is a composite of it's a composite people. of a bunch of yeah. So he went composite like almost 
that's weird. He didn't get downloaded, but he got a bunch of stuff and it made him crazy. Or one right. of his composites took over and it was a... Uh, like a serial killer or something? Which, again, they need to screen their people better. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Can you guys answer that? What does composite mean? In this world, please. Cause it, yeah, it kind of seems like they're using it in their own little way. <laughs> it did. It really did. Because I watched it after, you know, hearing you say that the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have Tabula Rasa. <laughs> And, and then we talked about how our sister thinks, at least Sue pronounces it wrong. <laughs> yes, Catherine gave us crap about the way we pronounce it. And she pronounced it the way she thinks it's supposed to be. Which I don't remember how she said it. <laughs> well, I talked about how during that episode of Puffy, Willow Spell, she says it, Tabula Rasa, Tabula Rasa. She repeats it three times doing the spell. Mm-hmm. And I think normally I do say tabula rasa. Yeah. So. I don't know. Oh, and then, boy, you missed out, Kat. We really made fun of Connor Oberst for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) I I told Emily that maybe you're wrong. Maybe maybe your precious Connor Oberst is saying it wrong. (laughs) Because, I don't know, for some reason I'm assuming that that's where you get it from. (laughs) Oh, you didn't have any knowledge of the Connor song? I remember she told me. Okay. But I can't remember what she referenced on how she heard it said. I just assumed it was Connor. (laughs) (laughs) Her precious Connor Oberst. (laughs) Is there a Bright Eye song called Tabula Rasa? There must be. He must reference. It's got to be from him. Uh, we're gonna get crap from her. <laughs> <clears throat> um, my next note is: I wonder what this creepy guy is going to want to do. That's when the initial meeting with the hunter guy. Did so? I only remember that scene after knowing what he does. So, did he throw out vibes that he was gonna do something? I uh, sil- serial killerish. <laughs> No, I didn't have that vibe. I think I was still like on the oh, is this gonna be another guy that wants a pretty date, you know? But he he just he seemed kinda creepy to me. And something red flag to where they like charge him extra. Almost like extra. with your insurance. You're like, Well, you've gotten into this many car accidents, so when you rent a car you're gonna have to pay Right. Well higher think, insurance or something. I think they knew that he was bringing her out into the woods. So I think their idea was, well, that, you it know. It seemed like she said something like something about his background check. It wasn't hmm. just, I know they did say some stuff about the woods and mm-hmm. having that make them like, okay, you know, be careful. But it also, I think she explicitly said, you know, almost like, something red, you know, not in so many words, but something about you red flagged in our system to where mm-hmm. you are going to have to pay more. 
I don't know what that could have been, and we'll pro- that's probably an answer we never get. But it must have been a. It probably was a clue for us to where we could say, "Ha! I knew something was going on with him." Although right. We did not. <laughs> <laughs> Although we should have done a better job, and maybe not let you be a client. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, then I have, so they can implant not only memories, but also skills like motorcycle riding, whitewater rafting, and rock climbing. Apparently so. (laughs) That seems kind of weird. (laughs) All right, and we came up with a whole new level of, there's Mez, and then there's, those are pre-shushes. Huh. Oh, huh. It's not a Mez. It's not quite a shush, like, I just have to forget that happened. It's more like a, huh. Huh. Okay. Huh. You're dangerously close to this territory. Almost a shush. Because <laughs> I do. I mean, you just can't implant rock climbing skills. <laughs> you just can't. It's not all mental. There's a lot of muscle memory. There is so much muscle and body balance and uh, you just can't. That could be why Echo is so highly prized because she has sort of those skills already. So, like, Caroline could do all that? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. That's eh, getting shushy. It's... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Echo is able to do that stuff better than some of the other girls and that might be one of the reasons why she's requested maybe maybe she's just all some people are all around good at a lot of stuff like that and she could be one she sounded oh, sure you know doctor without borders and whatever oh sure yeah there's there's people that can do all that stuff you know sure so all right. i don't mean i think echo what I'm saying is there's people out there that are really quick learners that can just naturally right. do stuff like that. I'm yeah. not saying Echo was a world-class rock climber. Right, right. It's just she's good at picking stuff up quickly. Yeah. Some people are just naturally like athletic and they get it. Mm-hmm. And they've got the right body type and they can make their body do things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So... All right. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, then I have, why do these people hate the woods so much? They're awesome. City slickers. I know, city folk. Yeah, like rock climbing and rapids and stuff. That's like, that's what Utah does. And yeah. I don't call those woods as much as the mountains. That's true. Well, that's what they were calling them. We don't use the term woods very often colloquially. I don't know if I ever have. <laughs> Forest. Maybe. More likely, but the views we saw, we would call those the mountains. The mountains. Yeah. that's We go that's... camping up in the mountains. Yeah. We got mountains here. 
<laughs> we, we got the Rocky Mountains here. <laughs> we definitely have mountains, but even when I hear the word woods or forest, I think of a totally different scenario. When I see the views of what the place right. they were actually in, to me, that was totally the mountains. Right. But that's just... Well, yeah, the Topher was giving Boyd a lot of crap about being in the woods. Right. I think you did call him Mountain Boy a couple times, too. Mm. And he was like, I know, I hate it. You know, I'm just like, you're crazy. Shouldn't be afraid of the outdoors and nature. No way. There I may a- not be a big camper, but I spend time outdoors and hiking and whatever. I am. I've already been camping three yeah, times. You're a year. camper. <laughs> um, yeah. Then I have a Zach Crowley. Yep. And now we're at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get them again. Okay. Yeah, so we're totally confused by that scene. <laughs> so we're not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But as I said in my in our last recording, I was pleasantly surprised that that aspect of last show came up in this one. Like, I was surprised to see that again. Any reference to the kidnapping plot surprised right. me. Right, that it wasn't in just a good way. strictly personality of the week, never hear about it again. Yeah, that is done, gone, swept Swept out of Echo's mind. (laughs) (laughs) It may be swept out of her mind, but it's it was there in the show, and that's what surprised me. Uh, My next note is the actor that plays the uh, the bow and arrow guy. Mm -hmm. He had practiced a serial killer face when he said, "And then I'm coming after you." His whole face changed into this, like, contorted. (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes I have this problem where I picture actors in acting class practicing their certain things that they do, and then I see them do it in a show. (laughs) That's exactly what happened here. I'm like, that is his serial killer psycho face. (laughs) Yeah, I have. This is going to become a most dangerous game thing. This guy is too creepy. So that was before. That was when he was teaching her, like when they saw the elk or deer. Oh, so you caught on to that when he was giving her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, bad vibes. I did. I got really bad vibes right there. It just seemed too foreshadowy. I don't know. I just thought, you know, you might go camping and fishing and cook your fish, mm-hmm. but I don't think you go camping and hunting and cook your deer up for dinner. No, no, you don't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I am no hunter. I have never shot an animal, but no. I know, I know enough. Yeah, you, we're not. We live in Utah. We grew up in a small Utah County town. Everyone hunted. And you bring the carcasses back and 
oh, there'd be trucks driving down the road with a deer carcass right. roped to the hood. <laughs> <laughs> and then you deal with it and divvy out the you meat. Hang it from like, a tree. <laughs> put it in your freezer. Yep. You yeah. don't. It's not like fishing where you, like, catch your breakfast. <laughs> no, because, I mean, like, I think that was an elk. That size would feed a family of four for the whole winter. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the, you couldn't have brought sandwiches? Come on. I'm like, what are they doing? I'm like, shooting a deer? What? Well, I wrote down, it better be bow hunting season, because you just can't go out and shoot them. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not a free-for-all. <laughs> Again, it's not like fishing. It's a whole different, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. No, you have to have elk and anyway. yeah. They did not cook up that elk to you for lunch instead of a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no way. So what's the point of shooting it with an arrow? That's what I didn't get. It's like okay, whatever. I guess it could have just been a joke that you know we're gonna hunt deer. Oh, we couldn't have just brought sandwiches. It could have been a totally joke, but I took it seriously. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> that is not how it works. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, then I have, I knew it. How terrifying. What does that go? That'd be so scary. I mean, for one thing, ladies, don't go out into the mountains with someone that you don't know very no. well. <laughs> it's not a good idea. That is a terrible idea. <laughs> that is terrifying. Make your first few dates in public. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would just be so terrifying to have like uh, someone just wanting to kill you like that oh man because there is something scary about the vulnerability of being out in the middle of nowhere like that sure terrifying oh yeah oh yeah when we went camping a couple of weekends ago we went down to the desert to ride the quads and like I stayed behind at camp because everyone wanted to go and there, all the all the dogs were there, and I was like, I'll just stay here and watch the dogs. So I'm like all by myself for like two hours, and I was listening to the podcast, my favorite murder. <laughs> I was like, maybe this isn't a good idea. <laughs> like, yes, it's this is <laughs> the perfect scenario. <laughs> listening to my favorite murder, I my area by the house is. No, scary stalker killers. There's a different killer every time. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Emily afraid of back in the house this week? <laughs> I know. Well, in like about an hour before they all left to go riding, some weird guy on in a truck came by and he's like, did you hear a gunshot a few minutes oh, ago? And we're like, no. And he goes, well, I just killed a coyote about 15 you know, minutes ago. And then we're like, okay. And then he just kept driving up the road. Why did he ask if you heard a gunshot? I don't heard me kill a coyote. I don't know. He's, he was weird. That is freaky. But then 
after they left it, after I was like, huh, I'm sitting here by myself, you know, <laughs> listening to this murder podcast. And I'm like, we haven't seen that guy come back by. Like, <laughs> you have to come back by. <laughs> the roadie went up, doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, geez. I know. Yeah. I was like, well. This is how I get murdered. This is how I get murdered. (laughs) (laughs) I had my 22 in the camper. (laughs) I made a mental note of where it was. (laughs) Okay, anyway. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, don't. Only Don't go, go out in the mountains. Only go to the mountains and camping with people you know very well. Yes, that's the moral of the story. <laughs> um, my next one is, I don't care at all about this Russian guy subplot. I just don't. <laughs> uh, nope. Oh, I cared about it a little more than you did. So, okay, so this FBI Ballard guy. He thinks, does he think that this Russian guy is, like, supplying the girls? Yes, that's what I get. I think he just knows he has information about this dollhouse. Okay. And he's probably right, although we haven't had any scenes outside of, you know, we haven't seen him calling Adele. Yeah. Or douchebag do you know that other guy's name <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh right, he's just douchebag yep Adele's partner guy yeah yeah so okay cause does doesn't Agent Ballard bring up like sex trafficking a couple times with this guy is that what he thinks is going on does he really know what the dollhouse is? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I took for granted that he did. Okay. I think he does. I don't know. I'm sure we'll learn more about... The Russian guy's got to play some sort of part. It can't just be like a MacGuffin type thing. Yeah, he's... Gonna finally, I guess, get something on him that. Yeah. He finally starts talking. I don't know. Or convince him to turn, or I don't know. I don't know. But we don't even know what he does. Mm-mm. But I think gathering the girls and boys is a good guess. Um, I have. I will just have to shush that she climbed down that rock face okay. <laughs> With no <laughs> ropes. Again. No nothing. <laughs> That's a shush. She had ropes climbing up because she... So did she do a fake fall that scared him? I think so. That was totally fake because it looked real to me. <laughs> it looked real, but... Uh, their reaction and afterwards it... Yeah. Made it guess that she was just scaring him. Yeah. This girl was a lot like Faith. 
She was a little faithy. And so was the birthday girl. So we've seen three personalities, and two seem to be little faith hybrids, and one seemed to be a not one. Eleanor Pants. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, the the cop ranger guy shooting him. That I just did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, we had a big discussion about this, and my second time around again, I I believe he's a professional hitman, not an actual park ranger. That okay, totally again to bring up supernatural. <laughs> that totally like. Sam and Dean did where they've got like a bunch of outfits and badges in their car, in their mm-hmm. trunk and they just somehow got their this hitman got his hands on a ranger uniform and truck like he must have just killed the real one took his clothes and and radio and car and pretended to be a park ranger that makes so much more sense than a park <laughs> ranger just because he said he <laughs> got the job on the phone and just called him. <laughs> I just don't see a park ranger doing that. I'm with you on that because at first I was like, wow. <laughs> they must have offered this guy a lot of money to... <laughs> you could just call a park ranger and have him do all that? <laughs> I, I, there's not enough shushin for me to believe that. <laughs> When you said no, I think he was a professional hitman. I was like, that makes a lot more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Park rangers are nerds. They're like one step from, you know, Smokey the Bandit. (laughs) What's his name? Smokey the Bear. They're like, one step from, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> okay, so do you think the, the dead guy in the cabin was the real park ranger? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, wait, no, but he was. But he had close. a uniform on. Maybe he well, maybe... two for when he gets his. Yeah, maybe that's his Tuesday uniform. <laughs> I wish he had been in a pair of boxers. <laughs> that would have like convinced me hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Okay. Okay, so I bet uh yeah, that was like his ranger station and he probably does have like a closet with a couple other uniforms in it. You never know. You might fall into the river. (laughs) Dang it. I did it again. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) I have a very nerdy view. (laughs) Apparently you do. They're like little Boy Scouts. <laughs> okay, so that makes okay. So they killed a real park ranger, took one of his uniforms and his truck. Yep, that makes a lot more sense. And his radio. No, wait, did he have a radio? 
they left the radio because she grabbed the radio and creepy guy was on it. Because that's one of the things I wrote down. I was like, ooh, I bet you he's going to be the one on the radio. Oh, so that's where she gets the radio. Uh-huh. Maybe he killed two park rangers. And there's just a missing body somewhere. And that was his partner. And he took the other guy's clothes and... And... Raped. Well... No, the ranger might have a backup radio. Guess I guess he was a ranger, ranger station. Yeah, he's, he's got to have one while the other one's charging. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe that was part of the um, the ordeal of you've got five minutes. I'll give you a five minute head start, and you can have this radio. And I just missed it. <laughs> oh, huh? She got the radio from the cabin because okay. she tries to get help over it and then his voice comes over it turned out to be a big part of their communication so I right. just took for granted that he thought that would be a good way to communicate with her and to freak her out and it did turn out that but I guess he didn't give it to her she just happened to get it okay I, yeah, I think he... and that is yes that is a good thing to be like ooh I can get help from park ranger and have it be him right Right. That's a big dun Yep. Yeah. Um, I liked it when Boyd shot him in the legs. Because, <laughs> like, he obviously overpowers the hitman guy and ties him up in the van and then shoots him in the legs. Yeah, he cool. shot him lots in the legs. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> That's what I wrote. So this cop ranger guy just took a job over the phone. (laughs) (sighs) I hope Em's okay watching her spit up water. Yep. Drowning. If you almost drowned and start choking up water, I'm good. Just fine. Because that's like water out of the lungs. Yeah, it's not vomit. Mm-mm. So, um, no problems there. I was perfectly at ease. Good. Um, I made a note about um, Caroline's flares in the woods. Good grief. Yeah, <laughs> like was... three's company grade. I know. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew Bellbottom's made a bit of a comeback but they made a comeback and i was in prime time of life to be into that mm-hmm. they did not look like that those were not the comeback bell bottoms no. those were those the, were the originals those were the 1970s bell bottoms <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought that was interesting yeah it was indeed so so, yeah, so she drinks. We were both scandalized by her drinking out of the canteen. Right. <laughs> like, it there's was got to be a sink in there. It was more the lack of inspection at all. When have you ever, I don't care how thirsty you are, just seen a mystery canteen and not even sniffed it? Right. 
Right, because we were saying how it's not like she's been in lost for three days and right. this, you know, it's like been an hour. <laughs> I mean, she's been running a lot and I'm sure she's thirsty, but not like, oh, canteen. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I am convinced even if I had been wandering the desert for six hours <laughs> and I came across a mystery canteen, I wouldn't at least pour a little in my hand or sniff it or just right. make sure there's even water in there. <laughs> right. Not that I don't know if that, I'd, I'd guess that wouldn't have helped and whatever he put in there would have been undetectable. I just, I was just amazed. <laughs> well, and I was just amazed that that cabin was pretty well set up. There had to have been a sink. Your the ranger station, even in the bathroom, you know, would have a little sink or something. It would have a sink, and if you have the choice between a sink and a canteen, take the sink. The sink. <laughs> I don't know who that was. They they might have gross lips. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know whose canteen, canteen that was. Nope. You don't know how long it's been there. Yeah. Gross moldy water. Yeah. Yeah. At least give us the courtesy of looking around for a sink. <laughs> or sniffing that canteen. Something. Something. But whatever it was in there. not have been that thirsty. So when she's seeing herself... She's tripping. That's something that was in, that wasn't like her memory. That was something, that was an effect of. That was part of the acid or whatever they put in or (laughs) whatever drug he put in there. I have no idea what it was. I'm guessing it wasn't acid, but it was something that wasn't going to kill her. But it did make her like choke like she had had poison. Right. Because he's like, oh, you didn't drink from the canteen, did you? Because that wouldn't be good. Right. Which, yeah, that was that was probably just Hollywood stuff. Yeah, because like, if it was like LSD, it wouldn't have made her choke like that. Right. So, that would be like poison. Yeah. Poison that gives you some sort of... Hallucinogenic. Yeah. It. Which I think, yeah... Isn't that the kind of poison they put on, like, the darts? Doesn't it come from those frogs? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that will kill you instantly. Oh. I think the dart poison dart frogs are super poisonous. Seems like I have seen, like, a show or a movie where they shoot someone with, like, one of those blow dart things, and it does give them, like, Traces like that and hallucinations and I don't know. Whatever it was. Is it, it like the... <laughs> All I can think of is Homer's uh, Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> like peyote. Yeah. <laughs> Spirit animals. <laughs> Maybe it was peyote. <laughs> That was a hot pepper he ate. <laughs> oh, that's right. A hot pepper. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I don't want to go watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it was a mystery something. Poison thing. I guess, yeah. Poison or some sort of hallucinogenic drug. Yeah. That it did it give her like weird echo memories too, didn't it? It kind of did, yeah. Well, so then Boyd shows up. And yes, because really he's relieved. he's finally like caught up with her, knowing she's in danger. Blah blah blah. Right, right. And yeah, and she's got that. Do I know you? You know, they have that little trust. Yeah, and she knows she can trust him. Right, instinctually. Which I think is cool. I like that. And I they showed that. us that scene where they like implant her with trust in him or something. They make them do that little dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, so actually I had a question there when he's hired. How long had it been when they hire him from when the slaughter happened? Because he stands in a pool of Samuelson. How in the world? Yeah, Samuelson's. So he he took over for Samuelson. He had yeah. That guy had been her watcher, handler. His blood is still a puddle on the floor. Well, and his body was still. And his body was there. Was still there, too. So it had. They must have done it like right away, like. Like within hours. Or within the day, yeah. It seems they had to have. I, mean, I guess you don't they keep... need a new handler real quick, so I guess. But that just was really confusing and weird. Yeah. We might get more of that incident. Every company I've worked for, it takes a heck of a lot longer to start <laughs> searching for new hires than that. Yes. <laughs> Everyone else pulls the weight for a while while we find a new person. <laughs> But not at the dollhouse. They must They must have to do it instantly so that the girls don't go without a handler. Yeah. I guess. Weird. Yeah. But especially a secret place like that, you'd think it'd take even longer. You would think. Unless they, like, I don't know. Have people plucked, like hire them in advance, like have them on call or something. Yeah, maybe. Type thing, like, or like branches of the army or something. They can like pluck them from somewhere right away. Right, right. Well, headquarters or something. Maybe it's a bigger. Maybe. Bigger uh, ordeal than we think of. Right. Maybe. Doesn't seem like it. Doesn't maybe. seem. Uh, but he's an ex-cop, right? Yeah, he had some sort of training like that, military or cop or something. Yeah, it seems like I remember him saying he's an ex-cop. They were excited because they thought they're basically because of what happened with Alpha, they're going to need to have people with more training in right. this position. I think Adele said. Right, right. 
But I, I liked it when he showed up in the woods, and I liked it when so he gets shot by the crazy guy, gets an arrow in his gut, mm-hmm. and I like it when she's like, "Do you trust me?" And he's like, "With my life." I I don't know. I like that between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. It it makes me glad that she's got someone on her side. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I think I already like Boyd quite a bit, but I think I think we're gonna really really like him. Yeah, he's a total Giles. Yeah. But we don't know if we'll like him as much as Giles. Who can ever like anyone as much as Giles? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I liked Wesley a lot too. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and we got, you know, seasons and seasons. Yep. How much exactly did we like trials at the end of season two, you know? That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um I have the FBI neighbor girl looks kind of like Haley, our niece. Oh, yeah, I forgot to check. Oh, now I remember. She had lasagna. Yeah, the one, yeah. She's cute. Yeah. That's obviously going to come back, I think. I think so. They just, she obviously is in love with him, her neighbor, and. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she might get dragged into. I, she's going to get somehow. killed. Oh. <laughs> She'll die. <laughs> but, yeah, she looks a lot like our niece Haley. Yeah, she does. Um, and then I've got... Who's the dead guy on the table? But we figured it out. It's the... Samuelson. Right. No, at the end, it's the guy, it's the assassin guy that Boyd <laughs> shot in the legs. I had tied up in the van. He died. Oh. So I didn't notice that scene. <laughs> well, remember, because he is slash two. You had to get into Harold's recap for this one for us to figure <laughs> out who that was, because I was really confused. I thought it was still Samuelson, but it didn't seem right. <laughs> uh, okay, but it ended up being the guy who shot the guy that was with Boyd in the van, and that Boyd tied up and shot in the legs. It's him. But then he got killed in the same way that Samuelson did. So it's like Alpha's still out there. So Alpha killed the guy that got shot in the legs. That's what it seems like, because he had the same like cuts. Oh, I totally, totally ignored this scene <laughs> this time. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. I remember having to look something up and answering your questions last yes. time. We're going to do it again then. Okay. Because <laughs> it seems important. Let me... Okay. I had to finish this while making dinner tonight, so it's possible I... No, I finished the episode. Uh, 
Okay. Um. So, okay, in the recap that Harold says, it says, Adele asked if they interrogated the man from the van, and Dominic, I don't know who Dominic is. Is that her partner? Nope, he's the guy, he's the douche, he's the douche. Oh, then her yeah. partner, yes, yeah. Adele's okay. partner. Okay, Dominic explains he was dead, but not from his encounter with Langton. Dr. Sanders shows Langton the body, and it's clear that the incisions are the same as the ones Alpha inflicted on Echo's previous handler. The doctor claims that it's impossible because they hunted down Alpha. Even if that's true, which we know it's not, Langdon knows that it all comes back to Echo. So so the guy that pretended to be the park ranger that, that shot the guy in the mountains with um, Langdon mm-hmm. and that Langdon ended up tying up in the van and shooting his legs, trying to get information from him. Langdon is Boyd Giles? Langdon is Boyd. Yes, Boyd Giles. He's the dead guy on the table that has the same cuts that Alpha had inflicted on Donaldson. Or, is it Donaldson or Samuelson? (laughs) Samuelson. Samuelson. I just happened to write it in my notes. And he's got the same cut that, like, Dr. Saunders has on our face that Alpha did. Okay. So are we to Okay. So it's if it's as if Alpha was like out there with watching them or something. Watching them and protecting Echo. Right. So not only did he not kill her or hurt her in the massacre, he's protecting her still while she's out on drugs. Right. Is that what we're supposed to deduce? I think so. Because it's, I mean, even though Dr. Sanders says that's impossible, because I think she says they hunted him down and, like, shot him in the head. But maybe they just lied about that. Maybe he got away. So they, um, the doctor, what doctor? Amy Acker. Okay. So was everyone told that Alpha was taken care of and gone? Yes. And dead? Okay. Yes. But we've known differently, and now they are thinking. Because now they have a second body, someone who was, yeah. Killed in the same manner. Okay. Yep. And Dominic, the douche, it uses the term taunts, and he's, he's really, you know, being pretty antagonistic toward her saying yes. that she you know death you know he does a romero chaos swirls around you and i don't know why <laughs> right <laughs> yeah death swirls around her and he right. just kind Everyone of ends much up dead around her yeah and that's when he says like he could put her in the attic or in the ground and then he's like if it's up to him he yeah, and then she does that thump to her shoulder, the shoulder, shoulder to the, the wheel. wheel thing, even though she's been wiped. So she remembers that. Right, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And not only because I didn't know that that was a term outside of Mormonism. 
because I know that as a like a pioneer pioneer so. thing. And Elijah Dushku was raised Mormon, so I guarantee you, in that line, <laughs> when she's reading her script in her mind, she's like, but <laughs> do the will. <laughs> Doing her duty with a heart full of song. Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, anyone raised Mormon (laughs) would have that song in their head. (laughs) At a convention, that'll be the question I ask her. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. So that's interesting. So it's like her brain. Yeah. It just doesn't get as wiped as the rest or something. Which puts you in the mind of a, she's a stronger woman than average. Right. Or person, but I'm going to use the term woman here. Her mind is maybe too strong to be a doll. Exactly. What are they called? Um, Remnants? No? Actives. Actives. Dirty remnants? What were they called? Guilty remnants. Guilty remnants. <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So interesting. I like that. That I don't know. Because it's probably going to come a point where she's not going to know what are real memories and. Either you know. that or we come to a point of perfect clarity and she has to pretend or something. That that would be cool. Yeah. Because if it comes back to her like in the middle of one of her things and, and then she, she has to pretend. Exactly what's going on and she has to keep pretending with them. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I only wrote down one quote. From both, because it's just, like Ray said, I mean, it just, it seems like Joss writing, but it just doesn't have, like, the humor that we're used to. Yeah, but there was the, um, uh, we have Topher. Yeah. There was definite hints of it. Yeah. Like, if I didn't know this was a Joss Whedon show, I would have said, this is, like, uh, influenced by Mm -hmm. Joss Whedon. Someone liked Joss Whedon's work. There was just a few lines that screamed, even though they weren't funny, they Mm -hmm. just sounded like him to me. His writing and his style. The only one quote I wrote down was from The Hunter. I guess his name's Richard, because I wrote it down. Um, after she, like, picks up that bow, what are those called? The arrow? Quiver? No, the quiver is where you keep them. Oh. The arrow, but I know there's another term. Bolt? Bolt, I think, or something. Um, Bip, I don't know. <laughs> she, she, like, stabs him in the neck, and he goes, wow, that really hurts. <laughs> 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 Oh, that made me laugh. Yeah, I'd be glad you got it in the neck instead of what you do to this deer. They do hurt, and that's that's why they're not really here. 
happy for animal lovers. Um, if you're going to shoot them, that's not the most humane way to do it. Use no. a gun and do it quick. And be a good shot. Yeah, because animals that die from a bow and arrow die slow, painful deaths. Yes. But he got a lucky shot in the neck where he had a quick, painful, apparently, <laughs> death. <laughs> so that was a funny thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we rank him then? Yeah. Even though for whatever reason I feel like I was more entertained by Ghost, I can concede that The Target is a better episode. Yeah, I liked it better just because it just was a little bit more action. Yep. And I liked getting a little bit more story about Boyd. And I liked the Alpha stuff. Yeah, the Alpha stuff is definitely cool. I think the reason I like it better is I just expect more from a pilot than what we got in Ghost. And so to like think of that as the pilot episode is kind of like, huh, you know. We've had this conversation before. Pilots are judged on a different level cuz they, they are. need to be well, really it's good. your first introduction. You want to like capture the audience and I just don't see I see Target doing that more than Ghost. Yeah, I can see that. I think the only reason I favor Ghost a little more is I liked her character. I liked I liked Eleanor Pants better than yep. so she was my favorite persona so far. <laughs> I would say she's mine too. Out of the yeah, out of the things that personalities that she's become, I would say that Eleanor is my favorite of the three too. But as a show. As an episode, I think the target's better. Yeah. Even that's... even with a crappier character, you know. Yeah, I'm good with that. Target one. Okay. So we have ghost number two. So that is just for this week. This could all change. Yes. Although I guess we have a clunker coming. <laughs> so I don't see it taking place. So. <laughs> Okay, so then we have the titles of the next two that we're going to watch. And did you want to do a quick prediction? Yeah. So remember what we predicted last time. <laughs> I don't have the titles in front of me. Um, let's see. It was, oh, I wrote them down because I was like writing down my ideas while we were talking. Good. Um, we have Stage Fright. Oh, uh, yes. And Grey Matter. So. I thought Harold made a joke about. He made a joke about both. I'm trying to find it. Stage Fright, I think you said not to be confused with the Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, uh, yeah. And that Grey Matter. Not, not to, be to be confused, confused with, with. Breaking Bad. With Breaking Bad. <laughs> And I blinked out for a second, and then you reminded me that that was the company that Walt got kicked out of, or pushed out of, of. bought out of, unethically, you could say. Yes. 
So, my prediction on stage fright is that, <clears throat> like, some eccentric, wealthy old man who's dying or something, like, has always wanted to put on his own production of, like, <laughs> Macbeth or King Lear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hires. And so Echo gets hired to be, like, Lady Macbeth or, you know. And she gets, like, in the middle of the performance, which is to, like, no one. Because <laughs> I just, like, picture this old man in this big house. <laughs> There's no audience. Maybe his maybe his housekeeper and his, I don't know, a <laughs> couple of his house hands. <laughs> but, uh, like, she starts waking up in the middle of it and gets stage fright. <laughs> All right. She loses her actor. Yep. And I tried to put, make it so stage fright had some sort of different, a twist to it. Oh, yeah. I don't there, remember what it was, though. There is an actual fright? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. I did not take notes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah I can't remember what yours was I think I tried to look at stage fright differently to where it was like something about the actual stage was scary (laughs) (laughs) like you went literal (laughs) yes I get to do this now. <laughs> She's much better at it. She's had a lot of practice. <laughs> I had to do it for like 244 episodes. <laughs> um, okay, then gray matter. I want it to be. I want it to be the explanation because, like, gray matter to me, like, is brain something about the brain. And so I want it to be an episode where we learn how they get the memories and skills and stuff that they imprint into these girls. That'd be cool. Let's hope. Yep. So I think I predicted Gray was going to be the last name of <laughs> yes <laughs> of the person of interest and. In... There's yep. going to be a lot to do about him. Some stuff about it matters. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do about Gray? <laughs> so, yeah. Guess we'll test out this recording. <laughs> yeah, we'll test this one out. So, yeah. So, we need IMDb's on Dominic and Paul Ballard. Mm-hmm. And what were our big questions? Um, does Crawley know anything about the dollhouse? And do yes. the can the clients be wiped as well? Yes. <laughs> 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 what 
and then my big question is how do they get these but i know that like they can't tell us you know yeah that's probably just going to be an ongoing question until i watch great matter and i did not write the questions down as we went so i don't remember them now but if you made note of our questions as they naturally occurred you can answer any of those because <laughs> i think i pointed them all out when they happened i think you did i that is something i need to do is write them down yes we'll try and get better at that this is just the first one people yes <laughs> have some patience <laughs> so <laughs> all right well if you want to send us feedback the email address is uh, sue watches buffy at gmail.com indeed and we have a facebook group a sue watches buffy facebook group which emily and i are both on so it can't be spoilery yeah if you guys want a spoiler free group you're gonna have to like make your own group <laughs> yep or if you want to post something just say label it as spoiler and we will not read it yeah we're good at that we are not snoopy curious people maybe curious but, uh, curious, but my, not enough to... I'm not going to do that. Sorry. I take uh, being... This is the first time I've ever been a newbie on a podcast. And I take that seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's got it. I want the podcast to have some integrity. Right. So we... That's important to both of us. Yeah. So, anywho. All right. Well, anything else? Nope. I'm going to go to bed. Me too. So... All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I guess we'll record next week, and I'll get this one out as quick as possible. Okay. All right. All right. Well, talk to you later. Okay. See ya. Bye.
before now because there were like 16 little twist ties that took me forever. <laughs> Packaging. <laughs> Packaging. That's awesome. And I updated my Skype recorder last time when it didn't record. I'm like, I'm updating this. And then when <laughs> I opened it today, it asked Skype to allow access for it. So I wonder if that was my problem is for some reason that update made it like need to re get permission from Skype to use it. Oh, maybe. So I'm feeling good that mine's recording. I am too. Mine says it is. And I had uninstalled the one I had and just totally reinstalled. And like the new version I got, came out that day <laughs> oh so let's cross our fingers yeah because yeah my limit is always two <laughs> if we do it again it'll be for the next two and we'll just mention these <laughs> <laughs> i agree <laughs> this has to work because yes. i can re-record but i'll never re-re-record <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> Just too much. Yep. 